social media is not just about promotion. It is about connection. And I talk about in the age of influence, the many ways to use social media together with influencers to connect with your customers, to connect with your employees. What about leveraging social media to improve the customer experience? That is going to be the topic on today's episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing, marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Neil Schaefer here. Welcome to my podcast, and I am your digital marketing coach. Therefore, that is the name of the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I provide actionable advice and hopefully insightful uh, all about leveraging digital marketing as your growth engine. And when we talk about digital marketing, I have a very holistic perspective of it. It covers everything from content marketing, influencer marketing, social media marketing to more traditional digital marketing, such as, well, SEO, email marketing, and that boring old school stuff, which I actually find really exciting. And I think there's plenty of untapped potential for all of you listening. If you are a regular here, hey, I really try to stay consistent to a weekly schedule, but sometimes life gets in the way. So uh, if you remember my most previous episode, I talked about my Midwest trip. I'm still playing catch up. And to be honest with you, I was busy after that preparing to teach. Well, when you hear this, I would have already announced it on LinkedIn, but I've accepted a new opportunity to teach a class dedicated to influencer marketing at UCLA Extension here in Los Angeles, California. So I'm really excited to be affiliated with UCLA and to create a course really from my book of, well, educating and mentoring the next generation of influencer marketers and marketers of how to do influencer marketing right. So I'm looking forward to bringing that to other universities. Hint, hint, if there are anyone that has any connections to universities listening, I'd love for any interest you might have. But hey, Today is about the customer experience. It's not about me and my teaching. And today is an interview podcast. For those of you that are new, I do go uh, a solo episode and then an interview because there are so many amazing experts in my network. And today is one of them, Stacy Sherman. Now, in the past, I had a gentleman named Dan Gingis on. And for those of you that don't know, he was on episode number 138. And we talked about customer experience marketing why you must embrace it to stand out as a business. So that would be sort of like the prequel to this episode. I published that way back in March 14th, 2019. I will say we've talked about customer experience a little bit. I talk about obviously leveraging your customers as part of your influencer marketing. When I interviewed the great David Meerman Scott back in uh, January of 2020, episode number 143, we talked about his book that he co-authored with his daughter, Fanocracy. Uh, we sort of hinted at this, and obviously on other episodes, it is something that we have 
beat around the bush about, but this is going to be the first episode since Dan's interview to really go wholeheartedly into customer experience marketing for what it is. Now, Stacy and Dan are two of the foremost experts on customer experience marketing, which is why I'm really excited to add Stacy to the list of people that I have interviewed. She has her own podcast, which you'll hear about, called Doing CX Right. CX obviously being how we talk about customer experience. But she is one of these veteran corporate marketers. She was a manager for global sales and marketing at AT AT&T. She was, uh, let's see here, senior manager, digital marketing, Wilton Brands, had experience doing customer experience at Verizon that she's going to talk about. Um, She's been head of customer experience and employee engagement for Schindler Elevator. Um, She is currently vice president of marketing agent experience, AX, that was a new one, and customer experience at LiveUp. So she brings a lot of real solid corporate experience, but also she is one of the nicest, most genuine and intelligent people that you will meet out there in digital marketing. So, hey, without further ado, I'll let you be the judge of that. I'm sure you're going to agree to me. So here's my interview with Stacey Sherman talking all about how to use social media to improve customer experiences and why that's important. You're listening to Your Digital Marketing Coach. This is Neil Schaefer. Stacy Sherman, welcome to the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Thank you. So glad to be here. I have not had a New York accent on this podcast for a while, so it's always <laughs> good to hear. I uh, I have many relatives in New York where so my parents met and grew up. And obviously, you know, teaching at Rutgers, uh, always love to hear that East Coast accent. So you are out of New York City, correct? I'm in New Jersey, um, but it's relatively close by and um, it's the Garden State, but it definitely gets a bad rap. Yeah, I was going to say everybody <laughs> from New Jersey likes to say they're close. To, but anyway, no, I love New Jersey. Many great memories there. And uh, yeah, great people. So. Alrighty. Well, this is not a podcast about the United States geography and slang and accents. So, Stacy, you are considered one of the top experts in customer experience and customer experience marketing. Now, my audience, we've had Dan Gingis, who I know is a mutual friend of ours on, on the podcast before. So we've talked a little bit about customer experience. That was some time ago. And I think with COVID, things might be a little bit different now in terms of how we talk about customer experience and its importance. But before we get there, you know, when we grew up, we weren't talking about, the term didn't even exist. So I'm sort of curious, what brought you into doing what you're doing now? Doing CX right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are about doing, not just talking. And to what you're speaking about, customer service has been around for a very long time. And I want to say very clearly, customer service is not customer experience. It is one component of customer experience. And so the whole process and framework around customer experience is a much larger component of how people experience brands, how they interact with brands from the moment they become aware and learn, which is a lot of marketing, to buying experiences in e-commerce. So think about retail, e-commerce, there's multiple ways to buy. And so if you go through in a journey of, of learn, buy, get, use, pay, and get help, get help is customer service as we know it. There's a whole experience and you have to look at it in totality, but also those micro moments. 
But Stacey, let me ask you personally how you got involved in, because the customer experience is, is relatively new. And just from a career perspective, what brought you to what you do today? Yes, I literally fell into it. And what I mean by that is I grew up always with sales and marketing as my background. And I was at Verizon around 2013. And my boss said to me, hey, there's this customer experience CX thing. It's booming. It's hot. And like, well, what is that? And I said, you know, I don't really know, but go figure it out. And so I did. And it has evolved tremendously. So there's components of figuring it out, meaning there's listening to customer feedback and responding to feedback, which provides an experience and very much connected to social media too. There is infusing the customer feedback where new products are developed. And so I moved around in companies where it was e-commerce and optimizing the e-commerce experience to make sure that people come and can do what they need to do, buy, learn, but then new product development, bringing prospects and those personas that are your target audience to the table and asking them, do you see value in this product or service? Would you be willing to buy it? Yes or no? Why or why not? So it's so important, this whole concept, because otherwise you're building something, throwing it out into the market and hoping it sticks and you're not asking the real user ahead of time. doesn't work. Gotcha. So a- and and uh, props to Verizon because they've always been very savvy and innovative in a lot of what they do in marketing and influencer marketing. I've met a lot of their employees at Rutgers actually uh, teaching as part of the social media mini social media marketing mini MBA program. So, um, so yeah, 2013, that was really early. So you've been doing this nearly a decade. So let's get started with, you know, for large enterprises, totally get it. And the ROI of retaining a customer rather than acquiring a new one is huge. So the ROI of CX, I I can imagine that's part of the equation. I'm just curious for some of our listeners who are smaller business owners, and I'm assuming you're such an evangelist that you would say, even if you're a solopreneur, there's, there's a way to leverage CX. But I'm curious, what would be your advice as, you know, when a company is ready to leverage customer experience, to to leverage these concepts as part of doing business? Or is it for every business all the time? It's for every business all the time because even your local, even your local Starbucks store or your local cafe, you know, you're paying triple the price for a cup of coffee that you can get at other places, maybe McDonald's. I don't know. I haven't bought coffee there lately, but it was 99 cents not long ago. <laughs> you got to get the senior coffee. They don't ask for your age, but I learned very young. That's the 99 cent coffee now. <laughs> All right. Well, so, but I don't go there. I go because I'm going to my local pops, mom and pop shop because when I walk in, they say hello. I mean, they're doing the basics right. They're saying hello in 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 more technical terms. I'm getting onboarded into the experience. So there's things that any company, when they have any customer of any segment of any age of any demographic, it's about people. So are you welcoming people? Are you when there's a mistake that happens? Do you correct it or do you make excuses? 
if you have an app, is it easy to actually order my cup of coffee or is it so complicated? I get frustrated. I don't even order it. I don't even go. There's these things that you have to do right and you have to do intentionally and you have to measure, is the customer really happy the way you think they are? And that's part of customer experience and doing it right. So for a larger enterprise, they might have dedicated people that do this. I'm assuming for the smaller business, it's less about a dedicated person, but more about infusing CX into everything they do. And Dan had brought up this concept of a CX audit, customer experience audit, which probably uncovered, is that for the smallest business? Is that something you would like on a quarterly basis, you should tap into a CX expert and just make sure that everything is aligned and, and you're putting your best foot forward? Is that, is that what you would recommend at a very, very small scale? I would. I would also start with very basic, a whiteboard to literally lay out, design the customer journey. How does your customer or your target customer learn about you? Design, what is that? And how are they going to buy from you? Is it only they need to come into your local shop or is it a phone call or is there a salesperson that's out there? Like, how do they interact and get your brand and enjoy it and use it and get help? And when you design it, then where the magic happens is you ask real customers, hey, is this what you expected? Do you, so if I'm investing just in paid search, for example, mm-hmm. And your target audience then actually tells you, no, I really only read these certain publications for the technology or for the product you offer. And you don't belong on paid search. That's not where they're looking for you. So you have to validate what you're doing, what you've designed. Does it really meet their needs? And then you fix those gaps or pain points. Sometimes those arise. And so, yeah, you whiteboard and back to the question, I will tell you, everybody in the company, small or large, has a CX job. I've, I remember I was talking to the billing team and they said, I don't have a CX job. In fact, I don't even talk to the customer. We have an ePay portal and I don't really get involved. I said, oh, yeah, you do. Because if they get stuck paying their bill or they can't get help, guess what? It doesn't matter that buying from you was so easy and they got their product so quickly. They're frustrated that this is a pain point. They're going to leave. They may not even tell you. So, yes. Yeah, I remember growing up, uh, they say every every one of my companies is a salesperson. So it's a similar concept, but towards CX. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is I think we all understand intrinsically, intuitively, that having a positive customer experience can only help our business in many, many ways. In order to get there, maybe not so easy. Maybe we're not doing as good as we think we need to be doing. We need to be more in tune with that buyer's journey with our consumer. But one of the things you were talking about before we hit the record button is the various ways in which companies can use social media to help improve upon that customer experience. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that yeah. because I know my audience are very active in social media and in leveraging the latest social media marketing strategies. So, you know, what would you begin to tell companies um, that are managing social media about how they can use it to improve the customer experience? Yes, I love this topic. So first of all, people are commenting on social media 
about your brand. Oftentimes, they can do it publicly um, on, on their wall, or they'll send you a private message. Obviously, if it's private, it's going to have different ramifications than the world seeing a complaint. Mm -hmm. So now, either way, I caution that response time is essential because people are watching and noticing how fast you solve their problem or offer help, even if it's to take it offline. People are watching. And so they create a perception of you as a company based on that. So response time and also what you say. Do not start a debate that somebody's wrong or or whatever. I mean, just don't do that on social media as a brand. Right, right. Or the customer's always right is really the approach, right? Take it offline. Take it to the back room. <laughs> just people are watching. They're watching what you say and they're watching what you don't say. Yeah. And I think, I think from the, the customer service approach that that's really valuable. I think even from following someone back and them thanking you like, oh my God, I can't believe you followed me back. Or I had a, a Grammy award-winning musician was one of my clients early on in my career. And he actually used a automated Twitter direct message to thank people for following him. But his fans, like, I can't believe, like, you're sending me a direct message, right? So just even acknowledging, even, you know, I, I talk about, I think I talked about on your podcast, and we'll, we'll introduce that at the very end, of when I posted, my wife and I love this mini sangria flight that California Pizza Kitchen has. And when I posted it, you know, California Pizza Kitchen liked it. And I know when I went through my notifications, oh my gosh, California Pizza Kitchen liked this, right? It's little things like that, even if they're not customer service, like proactively about, you know, inserting yourself into relationships that can have so much impact, right? Yes. You're talking about connection. When a brand likes what you put out there, especially if you tag them, the fact that they're watching, the fact that they acknowledge you, you feel like they care. It's a perception, whether they do or don't, it's a perception and a feeling. Who the heck knows, right? (laughs) Right. But that's what customer experience is. It's the feeling that you get. That makes you keep coming back. And I'll tell people, I don't know why, but I had this LinkedIn setting. This is from my own personal brand. I had this LinkedIn setting where I wasn't being notified if I was being tagged in posts. Like someone said, oh, I, I tagged you in the post. Did you see it? And I'm like, no, I didn't see it. And I had this setting. I don't know why, but I wasn't getting the tags. But now that I'm getting the tags, when people share my content and they tag me, I'm I'm liking the post. I'm thanking them. Yeah. It helps the post be seen in the algorithm. It's also... People are like, wow, you didn't have to do that, Neil. Like, I'm so honored that you came by to think, you know what I mean? So it's that same thing. Make sure that you're you're seeing the tags and you're paying attention and you're responding, not just if it's a customer service issue, but that that engagement, that connection. Correct. And here's another tip. You also can follow your competitors and watch what they're responding, watch what they're saying. And if you see a customer's irate, and it's visible, you have an opportunity to develop a relationship. It's not hard. Absolutely. All right. So tip number one was all about response. Well, really just acknowledge in a broad sense. What other tips do you have for our listeners today? Yes. So in addition to competitive insights, 
I would tell you that use social media very carefully for influencing decisions and influencing thought leadership, not selling. I immediately, when I get a connection request and I know right away they're trying to sell me something, I actually stopped responding. Here I'm telling you, (laughs) make sure you respond, but I actually do the opposite. When it comes to a personal message and the first thing they're doing is selling me something, like I just lost all patience. Don't do that. Yeah, that's not that's not a positive customer experience, is it? And I think, you know, Stace, this this leads to a very, very broad discussion about social media and its role in marketing. And I guess and its role in customer experience. And I guess it probably today has a bigger role in customer experience than it does in marketing. Because if you're looking to generate website traffic from social media, those days are I'm sorry, they're long gone. That that's not a place to do it. It's really a place to engage and make that connection. I think we're getting back to when social media started and businesses were trying to figure it out, it was PR. They were using a social listening tool called Radian 6. And it really started out as a PR function. I sort of feel like we're going back to those days. It's about the relationships, the connections with influencers in a broad perspective, employees, customers, and you know, um, thought leaders and, and content creators, what have you. Have you seen a similar shift in social media from your perspective? And then how do you think that's impacted the importance of customer experience? I do. I see the shift. I see more companies actually leaning into their staff to have a voice and using it as a way to empower them to advocate for the brand in an authentic way, but not selling. It's, it's coming across with sincerity, those that are doing it right. And I think it is a powerful marketing tool and a way to also increase engagement organically. Yeah, I think it's the concept of let other people sell for you. And yes. you're in charge of your branding. You're in charge of helping people, educating. Those are all great things you can do, which add value. Yes. But let let the others create a program. You know, I call it an influencer program. It could be a brand ambassador program. It's you know, all inclusive, include employees, customers, but everybody to be to be talking up your brand without you having to do it is the least salesy way of having a social media presence, right? It is. And people are afraid of some of the platforms. If they haven't used it, it they feel like it's intimidating. Like but it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not hard. You really can watch a, a few YouTube videos and really see it's it's easy. And I encourage people to play around, figure out your voice and keep in mind what we're talking about here. Don't come at it as bragging. Come at it as take content you see others talking about and repurpose it, reshare it with your own commentary. That's that's influential. That's leadership. Right. And it's also acknowledging others as part of that. And I, and I love you know, you you only touched on it briefly, but this notion of competitive intelligence. So I'm actually going to be speaking uh, at Content Marketing World for the first time this year on how to re-engineer your competitor's social media marketing strategy. And there is so much you can learn from public information. I, I call it standing on the shoulders of giants. And instead of trying to figure out yourself, look at what companies that are bigger than you that have invested more resources, look at what they're doing. And that's going to be really insightful because they've already invested all the money in it, right? And you can leverage that information 
to make things better, not just with your own marketing, but with your own CX and everything else you do. So um, for those business owners listening and entrepreneurs, are there tools that you recommend to do that? Or can it start with just hashtag searches uh, going on your competitors' feeds and what have you? How, how do you, how is you just getting started in, in leveraging uh, social for competitive research? Yes, there are certainly tools. Um, we're vendor agnostic here, but with that said, you can look at, I mean, if you're a big Twitter user, Hootsuite and, and TweetDeck had been around and I create a, a tag for them or folder so that competitors are in that bucket mm-hmm. that when I want to, when I'm thinking about that, maybe dedicate a day or every Wednesday morning, this is competitive intelligence time. And you go to that section and you look at that feed specifically to your competitors. So, and it could be as simple as a Twitter list. If a a private Twitter list will, yeah, if you're on Twitter, other platforms, it's not so easy to do that. But uh, yeah, that's great advice. I am going to give props. I'm also vendor agnostic, but uh, this presentation is based on client work that I did. And I did research on what is the best tool to enable you to do this. And the tool that I found that was by far the best, and I've you know I've virtually met the founders and what have you, is a tool called socialinsider.io. And if you want to do really, really deep social media analytics, I'm going to have to have the founder on this show at some point. They're out of Romania, just great people, but really, really great technology. And uh, my client was blown away with the work. So uh, you'll have to meet me at Content Marketing World to find out more about how to leverage a tool like that. Uh, and how to make it actionable because I always say it's not about the tool. I, I just interviewed Stacy, uh, someone yesterday for this podcast. It'll already be published. Uh, Hillary Angrove, we talked about keyword research and SEO. And the tool does not tell you what keywords to target. The tool will give you search volumes. But at the end of the day, you have to, using an analog mindset, be able to critically interpret the search intent of when someone types in a keyword, what are they searching for? And then how is it aligned with your products and services? So it's not just the tool, it's how you leverage that information that that I think is more important. Yes, and back to what we were talking about earlier and our fun tips and tricks of staying organized. At the end of the day, there's a Sorry, we didn't hit the record button, we should have, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very fun conversation. At the end of the day, where we landed is the tool, the platform that is so intuitive and easy to use. So- the same with social media listening and and platforms. Whoever is easy, intuitive, and you could basically open up and log in and start using it is the one that's going to win. And that's UX, that's CX too. Yeah, and, and I will. I'll go beyond. But and by the way, we uh, I I had I haven't been asked about my productivity sort of. I won't say like guru tips because I'm not a productivity guru by any means. But I use a combination of Google Calendar to organize, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual tasks together with Notion. Um, and then I use post, post-it notes for um, live conversations. And But I end up putting all that in Notion. So if you were curious, that's what we were talking about. But anyway, so the whole thing about social media for, for you know, understanding your competitor and tools. So it could be as easy as, you know, doing a, a search where are your competitors, what are people saying about them, you know, at mentions. It could be a hashtag search, but I'll, I'll say that that same intel is really critical. You were talking about new platforms where people are very timid. I am still very late to the TikTok game, and I always have these grandiose plans to be to be doing more. And you know, now I go in there regularly, and I will do hashtag searches. I'll do hashtag searches for 
hashtags that are relevant to my brand. So a year ago, I might have seen nothing with hashtag influencer marketing, but now I see a bunch of bloggers and, and people are talking about it. So I think that just that notion of using social for that competitive research to understand competitors is one thing, but as far as creating that content strategy and aligning what you do so it doesn't look out of place. And I find that, you know, a lot of companies do social wrong because they're, they're, they're not in the feet of their customers because they're not using those platforms. So this is another way of really aligning what you do. And you're going to find, you know, my 17-year-old daughter, God bless her, she'll say, Daddy, you can't just put that real on TikTok. It's a different culture. We speak differently. It's different friends, right? Um, and she'll show me a TikTok. She's interning at a company. She'll show me a TikTok she made. And she'll say, oh, well, it, it's, like this, it's like this TikTok trend. Everybody gets it. Well, I don't get it because I'm not on it. But if I want to speak and make some, you know, traction in that world, I guess part of this whole, from my perspective, customer experience is this user experience and customer experience in social media is the social media user experience and better understanding how users use it, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is marketing 101. Where do you reach your target market? Where are they? And then we have to go there and we have to message there. We have to service there too. So Stacey, I am a, well, I, you know, my listeners are a broad perspective of people. If they wanted to get in touch with you or hire you, what sort of services do you provide vis-a-vis -vis CX um, for the entrepreneurs and, and uh, businesses that are listening? Yes. Yeah, so I am in the trenches every day, which I believe is a differentiator for me. So by day, I work in a corporate environment. And by night, I am coaching and mentoring people who are at all different levels of their expertise or novice of doing customer experience right. So people who don't even have any concept of what is this, how do you begin? I am about crawl, walk, run. And so I will ask you the right questions to make sure where are you in the crawl, walk, run and really help you get to run because it is 100% that you will differentiate your brand, be able to get a premium price for what you do because of the experience. And so, yeah, doing cxright.com is a lot of free resources, my podcast and blog, and my mentorship program. And um, I'm very passionate about it. And I would say there's one other thing that I want to make sure people um, are aware of uh, when it comes to social media. One more lasting tip, because it's so easy to do. Make sure you're using social media to actually get the voice of I guess it's customers, prospects, your audience. There's a way to do a poll to ask people. You can ask, I mean, you'll start to see it a lot, especially on LinkedIn lately. Yeah. Right. And people answer the question. And then you take that poll, that survey, and then you explode it. You use it to help your strategy. You create blog articles from it. You really amplify it. So that's easy to do. Yeah, I, I want to just let people know. So when I when I came out with the Age of Influence, I did a giveaway contest. As part of the giveaway contest, I gave the most points to people who answered the survey. And, you know, I get asked to answer a lot of surveys. I never answer them. Like, what's in it for me? What's the incentive? What's the ROI? But I wanted, so I wanted to give people an incentive. And the incentive is they get more points to, you know, apply to get a better chance of, of winning stuff. 
And it was really that survey and, and how you construct the survey, how I construct it. I wanted to know, I wanted to come out with a digital course or a digital membership. So I was asking, have you ever bought a digital course or are you part of a digital membership or how many? And it was really that insight that let me know that, wow, 50% of the people that actually took part in the giveaway uh, were presently or had been a member of a monthly membership. And that was, to me, that was really uh, surprising, uh, shocking in some ways. And I would have never known if I didn't ask the question. And that helped me launch what is now Digital First, this, you know, uh, mastermind community that I have. So I think, you know, it's, it's, and I'm sure, Stacy, we could do an hour interview with you on how to do this right. But it's not just the fact of asking, but it's what you ask, how you ask it, and then what you do with it after you ask it. Because you can't come at it with pre-assumptions. So you have, but you have to be able to use what people are saying because that's the voice of your target audience, right? Correct. And customer experience, I call it, there's a heart and science framework behind it. And so much of it is about feedback. And there's a lot of ways you can get feedback. And you're right. You have to write, ask the right questions. You have to ask it in the right wording, the right order. There's, there's a science behind it. And you have to close the loop. You have to do something with it. But the point here, as you're saying, is that feedback is gold, whether it's from your employees, whether it's from your customers, or whether it's from strangers. Get it, use it so that you're not flying blind. Yeah, I will say my daughter's preparing her college essays and she actually asked her friends. She came up with 30 adjectives, which are the three that best describe me. And she's using that to better frame her personality. So there's uh, at many different levels. I, I feel like customer experience is something that's very, it's very specific, but yet it's very broad and it can be applied in so many different ways. It's almost like this infrastructure that every business should have that they should be tapping into at various points. I'm sure you, you'd agree. So yes. I'm hoping that, you know, there's a lot of actionable advice here, but there's also a lot of mindset advice here. And I'm hoping that my listeners understand and appreciate that. So Stacy, you mentioned your website uh, if you could mention that once more where people can find you, name your podcast, as well as any place in social media you'd like to drive people. Yes, please. Uh, doing CX right, or doing the word doing CX stands for customer experience, doing CXright.com. And on my website, you will find over 50 podcasts, including yours and my blog and resources. And I encourage people to connect with me, join my free newsletter and keep the customer experience movement alive, get involved, understand it, increase your skills. And it's all connected to business success. So thank you. Amen to that, Stacey. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your wisdom and your experience with all of us. I hope you'll all at a minimum, because you're listening to this podcast, go over to Doing CX Right, subscribe to Stacey's podcast, listen to my interview. She has a number of amazing people that she's interviewed as well that so you're you, it's going to be well worth your time and as you can see you know cx is this broad thing this broad concept that can be applied in so many different ways so i think you're going to get a lot out of listening to those 50 or so podcasts so stacy once again thank you very much and you know we've never met in person but i have a feeling that it's only a matter of time so looking forward to that day absolutely thank you all right isn't stacy just a gem i really really enjoyed that interview and hey would you like to be interviewed on my podcast? Or do you know someone or is there someone that you respect that you'd like me to interview? Reach out to me, neil at neilshafer.com. Can't make any promises, but you never know. I'm always looking for interesting people 
to interview. And if they're already part of my audience or part of the network of people in my audience, this is how I'm trying to improve customer experience. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And let's get that conversation going. Neil at neilshafer.com or go to my website, neilshafer.com slash contact. Also, if you want a little bit more handholding with your digital marketing, why don't you join my mastermind community? We are a group of 15. Actually, as I am recording this, we are currently full. When we're full capacity, there is a waiting list. And right now we have that waiting list. And I do that to be able to give all 15 members all of the attention that they deserve for being a paid member. So if that interests you, go over to neilshafer.com slash membership. If there is an opening then, you'll see a join now button. If there's not, there will be a waiting list that you can join and I'll let you know as soon as there is an opening. Alrighty, well, that's it for another episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. As always, I want to remind you to keep your eye on the goal. This is your Digital Marketing Coach, Neil Schaefer, signing off. You've been listening to Your Digital Marketing Coach. Questions, comments, requests, links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes at neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.